Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You may want to start looking through your basement or through your closets because an unopened case of ice hockey cards found in a basement office just sold for $3.1 million. It was an unopened case, 16 boxes, 48 cards in each box. It's from the uh, Hockey Action Cards with Bubblegum, one big series, from a company that doesn't even exist anymore in Canada. So the family who discovered the case, uh, hidden in their Saskatchewan office, were ecstatic at the sale. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> a whole box for a little over $3 million. Now, I'm sure that the person who purchased it is planning on making more than $3.1 million. So it went uh, up for auction at Heritage Auctions in Dallas, Texas. And, I mean, one of the cards that could possibly be in the box, and they think that there could be, I don't know, like uh, 20 to 30 of these cards in this box, one of the cards alone sold for $3.75 million three years ago, a Wayne Gretzky card. So there, and there may be, you know, at least 20, possibly 30 of those cards in this box. Pretty incredible. So, uh, I mean, 16 boxes, 48 packs a box, 14 cards a pack. So that's over 10,000 total cards. And they were originally intended to be sold to large stores who would open them and sell the individual packs to customers. And they've all been, they were all, uh, you know, authenticated before the auction Uh, really yeah so it was discovered when the father was clearing out his office uh with the help of his son and the father's an old school collector who bought the sealed case years ago intending to open it and build sets of cards to sell but simply never got around to it and uh the family i guess is asked to you know remain anonymous but man if there's ever a I mean, I know for sure I don't have one of these boxes stashed away, but I do have a lot of baseball, football, hockey, basketball cards. And every time I do one of these stories, I'm mad at myself for not going through them because I've got to have one that's worth three or four bucks. And uh, that makes me want to go through them. But this particular box, incredible, $3.1 million. If you've got an unopened box of any kind of sports cards, now is the time to put them up for auction. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Whole lot of banning going on. Banning. By the, by banning, I mean, yeah, you're going to go ahead and be banned from the sport that you are participating in. So the American women's cycling team, Seneska, was suspended. And Okay, so suspensions are not bans, I know, but uh, pretty close. Uh, they were suspended by the sports governing body for fraud, for dressing a team mechanic as a rider to avoid disqualification from a race. So the group, Seneska, they're basically their women's cycling team, was a one rider short to be eligible for the Belgium Argent the Belgium 
Argenta Classic. You don't want to be able, you don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss the Belgium Argenta Classic. And they didn't. So the team sporting director, Danny Van Hout, instructed the team to go ahead and deceive race officials and lie about the whereabouts of the fifth rider. So all four of the other riders told officials, yeah, uh, she's too ill to participate. However, they still required all five riders to sign the start sheet and be at the start of the race to participate in the event because you don't want to miss the Belgium Argenta Classic. And so he directed the team mechanic to wear riders' clothes and a face mask and present herself at the start of the start and sign the start sheet as the team's fifth rider so they all found out that uh this happened and they therefore have been found guilty because they participated in a fraud under article 12.4.008 of the uci regulations with different levels of implication of course uh management and staff members were completely unaware of this fraud attempt and the team has said uh, we've terminated all current and future relationships with Van Haught and Barrett. So we understand that the need for disciplinary action uh, has to be taken. And this was just a one-time rogue director, and we're good to go, okay? So, (laughs) uh, So they just completely suspended Van Haught, the guy who came up with the idea, from cycling activities until December 31st of next year, 2025. Barrett, who played an active role in the fraud, suspended until September of this year, and all the cyclers were just banned, you know, for the next race. That's all. That's fine. And they were fined an unknown amount. So just know, we will not put up with fraud when you're trying to get into the Belgium Argenta Classic because that will not stand that will not stand then we have the russian skater who has been banned from her sport for four years uh camilia velivia uh she claimed that a strawberry dessert contaminated by her grandfather's heart medication may have caused her to test positive on a doping test (laughs) now this this is going to come as a surprise to you. The sport's highest court. Yeah, they rejected the explanation. And they banned her for the sport for four years. Yeah, we they left a 129-page detailed ruling. And uh, they explained why the three judges rejected the argument. I don't know. Maybe because they didn't believe that uh, the grandpa dropped a medication into her strawberry dessert. And then uh, she ate the strawberry dessert. So according to the skater or her attorneys, uh, a pill went into the dessert while he was preparing it. And because there were crushed residues of this drug in the dessert, that was, uh, you know, that's how come she tested positive for the banned heart medication. (laughs) (laughs) now she uh was in the olympics and in fact uh won some awards and those are long gone have a nice day uh she they helped she helped the russians win gold 
and was allowed to continue competing in the women's individual competition under intense scrutiny. And then uh, she dropped to fourth place in that. But uh, no. Then after they tested everything, they were like, no, all of those are going to go away. And uh, even if you're blaming it on your grandfather (laughs) for making you test positive, yeah, we don't believe you. And we're going to go ahead and strip the Russian team of the Olympic title. And uh, Japan was upgraded from bronze to silver. And the Russians were demoted to bronze after her scores were removed. So just be careful. If you're in competition, you don't want to have your grandparents drop up their medication in your dessert because you could test positive and then you're going to be banned. where uh, my girl uh, uh, Adriana uh, from uh, The Sopranos uh, Dre DiMatteo I know is her real name uh, she has been making all kinds of money on OnlyFans and she's not taking any crap about it okay good for her she said that uh, she went on OnlyFans to save her home from foreclosure and she only had $10 in her bank account so whatever money she made from the Sopranos, long gone. Have a nice day. Apparently she had a lot of debts uh, and she was trying to take care of her mother who has dementia, bless her heart. And uh, she was, according her story is, according to her, she was initially reluctant to join OnlyFans and she revealed her racy uploads proved to be so lucrative that she managed to save her home from foreclosure within just five minutes of joining. And now she's launched her own business. That is awesome. She said she's been carb loading to get in shape for the money shots. (laughs) And she said it saved us, her and her husband. Uh, OnlyFans saved my life 100%. She said that her and her husband had been talking about maybe some kind of podcast, uh, you know, doing the OnlyFans because she didn't really want to do it. And then uh, she posted a picture that went viral, and she said within the first five minutes, and she is uh, good to go. I mean, the original premise to open the OnlyFans was her husband and I were going to do a podcast on, we figured that would be controversial, but um, we wanted to put it behind a paywall so not to be destroyed in the media for it. And that was going to be originally, you know, like him rubbing my feet because you have to add a little something for OnlyFans in there. (laughs) But uh, no, Uh, no, she said, uh, feels good to see these photos and she's good to go. And she said, you know, look, there might be a touch up here or there, but the truth is they videotape me going live when we do the photo shoots so fans can see the photo shoot happening in real time. So that's awesome. She, she uh, revealed that her surprising pre-photo shoot diet, which is carb loading, I'm just being an Italian lady in the world eating spaghetti, pasta, and steak. You want your boobs to be big and your butt to be big. Otherwise, the photos are a snooze fest. <laughs> uh, she was great in The Sopranos, too. And she was great until, uh, well, we had to kill her. We had to kill her off. That's uh, sorry. Sorry about it. 
Uh, you know, you went to the feds, and then you tried to, you know, you tried to turn our boy. Uh, and no, that could not happen. Uh, we are not going to do that. And that's one of my favorite episodes, in fact, of The Sopranos. When she tells Christopher that all we have to do is go to the FBI and they'll give us a new life. And he's he actually considers it because he's been pissed at Tony for a while. And he is actually slightly considers it, you know, after he tries to kill her and then decides not to. And then uh, then he goes he goes out for a drive and he sees a guy with his kids and his wife in a crappy old car and he just looks completely unhappy and Christopher realizes I can't do that I'm not doing that no and then he you know gets with Tony and we got to kill Adriana so it's just the way it goes fantastic episode uh something about I think the title is uh uh airport um Long-term parking. That's what it is. It is an airport, long-term car parking. Same thing. <laughs> Great episode. Long-term parking uh, on The Sopranos. Tremendous episode. Anyway, my girl doesn't need any money, for sure. Uh, things are looking great as her OnlyFans world is only getting bigger. Now, uh, as for the rest of us, we may need to win the lottery. <laughs> so if you're listening live... Uh, today is the 28th of February, 2024. Now, we have a drawing tonight with the Powerball that is worth $412 million jackpot, $195.5 million cash payout. And then we have the Mega Millions drawing, which is going to be Friday night. And that one is worth $607 million, 286 Point nine million cash payout, and I, uh, I just want to go on record as saying that would help me as much as OnlyFans has helped Dre DiMatteo because uh, I could, I could use that very much. I know you know a lot of you could as well, but uh, right now I'm gonna go ahead and just be concerned with me. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Raw goat milk makes soap special. Not all soap, just soap from qpgoatsoap.com. It's real soap, old school, hand poured, made from scratch. And uh, the soap is creamy, soft with a rich sudsy lather. All the essential proteins and nutrients are preserved in goat milk soap. And it's delivered in a finished bar of real soap. And if you didn't already know it, some of the best soap on the market today is made from goat milk, specifically from my man Quinn Pittman, qpgoatsoap.com. Okay, so, I mean, it smells amazing, feels great on your skin. Quinn and his family have been very proud of their product, and they want you to know about it as well. But, but, it doesn't just have to stop at soap for your skin. Okay, Quinn's company makes amazing laundry soap, which will leave your clothes clean and smelling fresh. So why use harsh detergents on your clothes when you could be using something natural and handmade? Yeah, I mean, that's the question. Why use harsh detergents on your clothes 
when you could be using something natural and handmade. In fact, why use harsh detergents on your skin uh, when you could be using something natural and handmade? Yeah, it's time to take your soap game to the next level because you don't need to be settling for anything less than the best. QPGoatSoap.com. QPGoatSoap.com. I can't speak. I got some kind of thing happening. I don't know what it is. But I got to figure it out because it's driving me. It better not be the plague. I better not have some kind of Mercury Blaze Studio plague. Anyway, QPGoatSoap.com. QPGoatSoap.com. Use the offer code Jeffy. Going to get you 10% off your total order. QPGoatSoap.com. All right, well, I was kind of excited. Uh, I see the headline, Willie Nelson and Bob Dylan are going to embark on this 2024 Outlaw Music Festival tour this summer. And there's 25 dates across North America. Willie Nelson and family, the annual Outlaw Music Festival tour returns. And then when you read a little bit more, uh, John Mellencamp's going to be there too. I hope he just does his songs instead of yapping and telling me how bad America sucks because... If I have to listen to him, yeah, no. Uh, John, just do your music, okay? So he's going down the road again, Willie Nelson, uh, country music legend, 90. I remember we heard from his son the other day who had his uh, equipment ripped off in uh, Portland, I believe. I hope everybody's got everything back. So uh, the family band, Bob Dylan, Robert Plant, Allison Krause, and John Mellencamp. Wow. That's a a pretty big outlaw festival show. So it kicks off in June in Alpharetta, Georgia, and continues throughout the summer before wrapping up in Buffalo, New York. 25 shows. So, uh, and he's got, you know, a bunch of A-listers that are going to join the festival in and out of the summer, I guess, uh, that you'll be able to see. You can check it out with the Outlaw Music Festival Dot com. They are not a sponsor of the show. I was looking at the dates. Will they be coming to Texas? This show originates in Dallas, Texas, in DFW, the Metroplex. And uh, I was just seeing if they're going to visit Texas. <laughs> no, uh, they're not coming to Texas. Willie and Bob might come here, but uh, Mellencamp does not want to does not want to come to Texas because people in Texas will tell Mellencamp, "Hey, John, why don't you shut up and sing your songs?" Okay. We don't want to hear you yap any more than your stupid songs. The closest they come to, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be in St. Louis, Missouri. Might be a good place to see them. Uh, they're going to be at Pine Knob. That'd be fun. Pine Knob in Michigan. Uh, it's right outside of Detroit, right there in Clarkston, Michigan. It's beautiful. That's a, I've seen a, I've seen a lot of music acts at Pine Knob uh, at their music theater, and uh, they have the, they have the. Uh, they have the hill. You know, you sit on the unwashed masses, sit back there up on the hill. And uh, that's the place I, I I actually saw a show sitting on the hill, left my keys there, lost my keys at this concert. And I didn't have a way to drive my car back. I mean, I, I lived, you know, 100 miles away. And a guy, on that, I, 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 wish I, I wish I could remember his name. I can't. And I've apologized to him before, and I'm going to apologize again. I'm sorry, I don't remember your name, but you are a tremendous human being. I'm in the parking lot with my other uh, friends that went to the show with, 
three other people or four of us and i don't have my keys we went back inside the theater i looked around they were cleaning up you know they're cleaning up i'm sure two one of two things happened somebody picked them up and went oh somebody forgot their keys Uh, 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 would it be funny if i just kept them and they kept them no it wasn't funny at all or you know they just picked up and got picked up in the trash and you just never they're just gone so we're out in the parking lot and i don't know what to do this is you know this was 150 years ago we're in a wagon train i mean there's no cell phones and a guy pulls up and says hey what's going on what are you doing and i was like oh, yeah i lost my keys they're not and i went back in there well they let me back into the venue i walked around i tried to find them no keys and he goes well i'll give you a ride back so he gave myself and my friends a ride back to saginaw michigan which is quite a drive uh from clark in fact according to this it's an hour drive uh, okay with maybe no traffic so it's about an hour so he gives us a ride back then i have to go and get the keys uh which by the way i will say that i did uh, enhance the drive back with some other things that i was involved in at the time uh that may or may not have been illegal at the time and now anyway and uh so we took care of that and then he drove me back to the car with the keys just fantastic and so there you know what there's darn good humans out there you just have to find them anyway all that for the outlaw music festival which is coming with willie nelson bob dylan robert plant allison krauss john mellencamp billy springs britney spencer Celise southern avenue actually i've seen willie nelson before he was great i've seen dylan before i've seen all these guys before but you know i just I just want Mellencamp to zip it. Speaking of live music, too, I'd see where a team of researchers at the University of Zurich, led by Sasha Fruholtz, professor of cognitive and effective neuroscience. And I, man, I love anyone who's involved in cognitive and effective neuroscience, uh, has now explored the question live, does live music stimulate? Uh, the effective brain more strongly and they have uh, they have determined that it does uh, listening to live music concerts connect performers with their audience which may also have a lot to do with evolutionary factors and, okay but it triggers a strong emotional response so live music is much better for you than listening to music you know uh, whether it be album cd music whatever you're listening to uh, so it uh, go see live music Go see live music. That's and that's not just from me. That's from Sasha Fruels, the professor of cognitive and effective neuroscience at the University of Zurich. So during the experiment, researchers used magnetic Renaissance imaging. That's an MRI to uh, you people that you know are not <laughs> are not hip to the professors of cognitive and effective neuroscience uh, speak. Uh, to measure the activity in the amygdala, amygdala of the that's part of your brain of the twenty-seven listeners. I mean, I am I'm like a scientist. <laughs> they did twenty-seven listeners as well as the performers in real time, and based on these measurements, the pianist then immediately adapted his performance to further intensify the audience's emotions. So they got the neurofeedback loop, which is really cool, actually. 
And uh, I, I, you, look, this told us what we already knew, right? I mean, seeing live performances of bands, of any performers, is so much better than listening to a recorded performance, except for this, you know, except for this performance right here on Chewing the Fat, uh, where you're listening to Chewing the Fat, and I am I'm like an emotional center for your brain. I'm the only difference. I'm the outlier of this study. So you don't need to see it live or be a part of it live. Although, those of you listening live, uh, you may be getting a better experience to chewing the fat than uh, you know the other listeners, but only by a little bit. Who died today? Who died today? Well, we'll start with Thomas Kingston. Thomas Kingston. And if you want to, this is a stretch. This is how you get uh, a touch with the Royals, okay? Thomas Kingston, who is dead at 45. Rest in peace. Uh, He is Pippa Middleton's ex-boyfriend and husband to Lady Gabriella. So he is dead. He is dead at the age of... 45 we don't know uh cause of death is yet to be determined uh he just fell ill and emergency services were called uh to uh, take care of him and then he uh and he died there's no suspicious circumstances so it can't be that if it was that they would have said it in the story for sure where am i right of course i am so uh rest in peace thomas kingston Pippa Middleton's ex-boyfriend and husband to Lady Gabriella, dead at the age of 45. Then we have Dan Wilcox. Dan Wilcox, dead at the age of 82. He was an Emmy-winning TV writer and producer who worked on MASH, uh, the final series, which is you know huge. Dan died on february 14th i feel like we did this guy i feel like i've already paid tribute to dan uh in who died today but you know i i don't want to i don't want to besmirch the wilcox family so this is a this is dated the story is dated well yesterday but he died on the 14th at cedars sinai medical center in los angeles and they were uh they were claiming that he died of natural causes so it can't be that it can't be that but i feel like i feel like we paid dan his his tribute because i remember talking about mentioning mash because that doesn't it's not something that often comes up mash uh, you know i'm not opposed to talking about mash but i just haven't maybe it maybe a bunch of writers are just dropping over like flies and this is just another one on the list but rest in peace dan wilcox uh dead at the age of 82 Oh, and we found out that uh, Alexei uh, Nelvani uh, died of a blood clot. All right. So I want you people shut up. Uh, Vlad didn't have anything to do with it. It was the natural causes. And uh, he had a blood clot. Okay. So why don't you just shut up about Vladimir Putin killing people? Because this has been documented by and it's been documented by the soviet union and documented by uh who um, uh, the 
uh, H-U-R of Ukraine's Ministry of Defense, the main directorate of intelligence, HUR, don't even get me started on that, uh, that uh, Alexei Navalny died of a blood clot. So how about you shut up about it, okay? And it couldn't have been any of it. It couldn't have been Vlad. It couldn't have been that. It was just a blood clot. Says so in the story. So, so there. And I know we did him. Uh, I know I paid tribute to him. So, I mean, Alexei Navalny dead at the age of 47. Rest in peace. I guess, you know, we can pay our respects again. All right. I did not know this. All right. I did. The Lady Bird Lake in Austin stretches six miles through Austin. And it uh, it looks more like a river than a lake. It was built in 1960, reaches a depth of about 18 feet, and is largely used for recreational purposes. Police have found 10 bodies in the past 20 months. 10 bodies in the past 20 months. Austin has a serial killer. And they're trying to poo-poo it, saying, no, 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 we don't have a serial killer. But I, we got a serial killer in Austin. I mean, it's a dumping ground. If you know anything about serial killers, it's a dumping ground. So there's a list. I mean, they have a list of when the bodies were found going, you know, back. What is? What did I say? Twenty months. And uh, according to the medical examiner, a lot were accidental drownings. Oh, oh, okay. We're just pulling bodies out, and all of those were accidental. I think not. I think not at all. Now, apparently, we are uh, calling the serial killer the Rainy Street Ripper. I don't know. I don't know that I like it. I don't know that I like it. So this Rainy Street is where uh, you know a big part of the river is, and that's a nightclub strip there in Austin. So you know there you know people they claim get drunk and wander off of Rainy Street, and then that's how they drown or you know get picked up by the serial killer couldn't we call it like the lady bird lake killer or the lake killer uh you know the lady bird killer uh, the rainy street ripper ripper is so old and has such a has-been uh name it just seems like i mean the rainy street killer maybe uh, but the rainy street ripper yeah we got we can do better than that speaking of murders I see where a federal jury in New York yesterday convicted two men in the 2002 murder of Jason Mazel, also known as Jam Master J from Run DNC. Duh, uh, he made up the uh, he made up one third of the uh, Run DMC. That's how that worked. There was three of them, and he was one. Of them. Anyway, he was shot and killed in Queens uh, at the age of 37 rest in peace uh the case remained unsolved uh for decades and uh for lack of evidence but uh, they found some dna and so uh, carl jordan jr 40 and ronald washington 59 were found guilty on charges of murder while engaged in a narcotics trafficking conspiracy and firearm related murder jordan mazel's godson and washington mazel's childhood friend targeted him after being cut out of a drug deal reportedly worth a couple hundred thousand dollars 
So uh, they didn't like it too much, and so they murdered him. Yeah, that's what you do. You cut me out of a drug deal? Yeah, you're going down. So they face a maximum sentence of life in prison. There's a third man, Jay Bryant, whose DNA was found at the scene. There's another trial for him in 2026. I'm guessing he may plead a deal uh, now that the, these two were convicted because uh, things are now looking good for uh, for the trial of that. I mean, run DMC. I mean, that, that was I mean, they were one of the huge hip-hop groups, right? They were it. They brought the... They brought the genre to the mainstream in the mid-90s. I mean, they worked with Adidas. They worked with Aerosmith. The world knew who Run DMC was, uh, which is why he was working a deal. It was why he was working a drug deal that was going to you know, benefit a couple hundred thousand dollars. But he cut out his friends and his relatives. A bastard. <laughs> but he didn't deserve to die. No one deserves to die. So rest in peace uh, to Jason Mazzell and good riddance to the two murderers who killed him. Good riddance. So I see where uh, Sony's PlayStation division is going to lay off 900 employees that's roughly eight percent of its workforce uh they missed their sales target for the ps5 console so sorry about it gotta go uh disney's film production president sean bailey he's out have a nice day i mean look he uh didn't do anything right for disney for i mean quite a while he's been with disney for 15 years at least in this position and so I say he didn't do anything right. He did do you know a few things right, but in the last year or two, uh, he was responsible for um, I don't know uh, some of the shows that didn't work at all for Disney, like all of them, and so uh, they he had to go. Uh, yeah, hey, what have you done for me lately? All right, I know you. You brought in big productions and made us, uh, you know, a billions for a movie or two, but that was 10 years ago. Uh, you're doing nothing for us now, so why don't you just get out? And he did. Then I see where uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery broke off the merger talks. I'm sorry, it's Warner Brothers Discovery. They broke off merger talks with Paramount Global. Wow, because uh, I thought that, I thought that was going to be a done deal. So, uh, no. Uh, they Paramount Global says, yeah, we're walking away. Uh, it started to heat up, but uh, Paramount Chair Sherry Redstone has made no secret that uh, the embattled company is for sale. Yeah, she, she wants out. She wants the money. Uh, and so we'll see. But uh, that deal with Warner Brothers Discovery, that broke off. Holy cow. Uh, so that's up. Look, if you got a couple extra bucks, you don't know what to do? Sit down to the table because uh, Redstone wants to sell. So she she's ready to deal. She's ready to deal. Then we have Chevron uh, said that it's $53 billion deal to buy Hess, uh, maybe a Jeopardy, because uh, ExxonMobil and China's uh, big oil company, Sinoc, or I think that's their name, uh, is challenging the acquisition. 
So there's a big fighting going on. I mean, look, these companies are all battling. The FTC is busy. They're busy cracking down on uh, Kroger and Albertson's acquisition. It's actually Kroger buying Albertsons. They're looking at that. They're cracking down on that. They're cracking down on H&R Block. Uh, H&R Block, they're pissed that H&R Block. So if you went to H&R Block and you said, yeah, I want this particular plan to help me with my taxes, and then you realized that you didn't need that plan, those bastards at H&R Block made it difficult for you to buy a cheaper version. <laughs> you were the ones. You, you said you wanted it. And now, because you realized you didn't need it, and now you want your money back. It's just incredible to me. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I don't work for H&R Block, or they don't do commercials for me, but... It's just, uh, you know, it's a, it's incredible to me that I go to H&R Block and uh, I say, I look at all their things that they offer. They offer they offer some free tax services and then you purchase other tax services. And I see, oh, that's the service I need. And then once I get that service, I realize, oh, I really didn't need that service. And that's H&R Block's fault? Okay. Okay. If you say so. All right, I can't talk. My voice is shot. It's been gone all, all day. I don't know what is going on. I better not be getting some kind of plague because if I am, I'm going to be very, very angry. So I'll leave you with a joke of the day and then we'll get the heck out of here. So uh, an old man sitting on his front porch, uh, you know, just sitting in his rocking chair, sees a little kid go by uh, hauling a, a roll of uh, chicken wire. Says, hey, what are, you gonna, what are you doing with that chicken wire? And the little kid says, I'm going to catch me some chickens. And the old man says, you can't catch any chickens with that chicken wire. The kid's like, okay. And he goes, off he goes. A few hours later, back comes the kid. He's got like a dozen chickens attached to the chicken wire. And the old man's like, wow, okay. So the next day, here comes the kid walking by the house again. He's got a big roll of duct tape. The old man says, hey, what are you doing? I says, ah, I'm just going, I'm going to catch me some ducks. And the old man says, you can't catch any ducks with duct tape. And the kid says, okay. And off he goes. A few hours later, here he comes back. He's got like half a dozen ducks and his roll of duct tape. And the old man goes, wow, that's, that's something. The next day, here comes the kid walking by the house again. He's got an arm full of pussy willows. And the old man looks at him and says, hold on, let me get my jacket. Hold on. Let me get my jacket. Get it? Yeah, you get it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.